You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We got fresh frozen <laughs> strawberry margaritas and Terry's bringing us chips and salsa all night long. Nick's hips do not lie. <laughs> yeah, I got a MF wagon. Like, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Street High Heat. You can find them wherever your podcasts are downloaded or sold. With me, as always, is Ray Knight. Uh, Johnny, I think this is going to be a great episode. I do. They're going to talk baseball, Johnny. And the baseball is the reason they talk and what they talk about. I think that's important to talk about baseball. And if you're a baseball podcast, you're going to end up talking lots of baseball. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Johnny and Ray. Bob Carpenter with you here. And now, let's start the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Half Street High Heat. Thank you, as always, for joining us. I am Amanda. You can follow me on Twitter at AWhite7877. You can follow Nick at HalfShackCat. You can follow Ryan at DCNatChat. You can follow our other team members. Um, We haven't been giving these out before, so if you don't follow these guys, make sure you do that. Um, At OnePursuitCake is uh, handling our social media stuff for us, and at M. Davis Taylor is our uh, handling all our blogging. So make sure you give those guys a follow and check out at the Nats Report, too, and sign up for the newsletter. You get Nats news every day. So I am joined, as always, by my contumelious co-host, Nick and Ryan. How are you guys doing? Well, I don't know what that means. That's a made-up word. <laughs> it's a real word. Look it up. Contumelious. Con means with... So, two means you, so it's with you. That's in Spanish, Con to, so it's, it's, with, it's with you, Melius. <laughs> so, we just Who's need to Melius? figure out what Melius means. <laughs> Who's Melius? What do you do with Who my dad? Who is that? All right, well, you can look it up. <laughs> it maybe applies more to Ryan than Nick, but you learn something today. It'll be good. Uh, so it's definitely a troll, a six four, excruciatingly <laughs> handsome troll. That's exactly what it means, isn't it? Weird that there's a word that means that exact thing. The song. Uh, nailed it, nailed it, nailed. <laughs> All right, so Ben 
something of a quiet week, but there has been actual baseball going on. So, Ryan, hit us with your weekend review. Yeah, so um, you have a lifelong dream of playing in the MLB. You're not alone. Well, good for you. Uh, the uh, Detroit Tigers are having an open tryout on March 9th in Detroit, so you can go on down, open tryout. Um, yeah, maybe will make the teams. They suck. Uh, MLB said they are going to strictly enforce the no foreign substance on the ball rule this year. This is about the fifth time they have said that, and they haven't yet. Uh, the Yankees have a pretty bad week. Um, Luis Severino needs Tommy John, and John Carlos Stanton is likely to miss opening day due to calf injury. Just kidding. Those two are always hurt. They're useless at this point. Uh, Aaron Judge underwent shoulder, sorry, underwent an MRI for his shoulder. It came back clean, but still has no timetable for return. So. The three usual victims for the Yankees are hurt, so not really news. Uh, Chris Sale is going to start the year on the IL. The Red Sox have put a prospect in quarantine over concerns over the coronavirus. Um, the Red so MLB says that they have reached their decision on the punishment for the Red Sox, and the decision is coming to early to mid-March. Marlins Stadium announced that they are going to be the host of all three rounds of the World Baseball Classic. Speaking of which, Tim Tebow is going to play for the Philippines in the World Baseball Classic. Figure that one out. Um, Astro players have been booed and plunked heavily so far this spring training. All of them have been on off-speed pitches. Uh, multiple league sources have said this year is going to be an unreal test for them, and there's a growing concern about sending the Astros to the Bronx. One source said that they're going to need riot gear to protect them during that series. I'm excited. MLB says that players. Oh, it's gonna be unreal. MLB says that players can smoke weed, but don't do it at the stadium, and that they can still suspend you for weed, even though they kind of said they weren't going to. We move to the division. Uh, the Mets never stop. Brandon Nemo is told to suspend all baseball operations and to see a cardiologist immediately. The Mets have not op- not given any updates. Um, JD Davis has constant shoulder pain. And Mets fans were demoing uh, BVW to spend more money this offseason. Freddie Freeman was scratched due to his surgically repaired elbow being tight. Has not seen the lineup since. Marcelo Zuna says he regrets not taking the Cardinals' qualifying offer. Um, Carter Keboom's defense defensive struggles continue as he's up to three errors now in spring training. People don't care about defense if you can hit. Luckily for Carter Keboom, he hasn't figured out how to hit major league pitching yet. Um, this Week in Review is brought to you in part by your local neighborhood, Chili's. Stop on by Chili's this month to get the $5 margarita of the month. It is a Lucky Jameson margarita. I'm going to get it. I will be there this weekend getting many of them, and you can too. And that is the Week in Review. You know it's right. a funny word? Plunked. <laughs> That's a good one. I like plunked. the word plunked. You say it a lot, it sounds weird. Plunked. Plunked. They say anything a lot, it sounds weird. Even your own name. Bowl. Bowl. This is the kind of high-quality content people come to this podcast for. You guys are welcome. I just, you know, I can't believe you guys get this stuff for free. It's really amazing. (laughs) Are the Braves the new Mets? Huh? Are the Braves the new Mets? That's a good question. I mean, you have... In what sense? So you have Freddie Freeman, like face of the franchise. Uh, he will never be the same. I'm calling him right now because of this lingering elbow issue. Um, I mean, you have their 
quote unquote prized free agent signing, Marcelo Zuna not even playing a game for the Braves, saying he regrets signing with the Braves. That was um, a funny story. You have Ronald Acuna not being anywhere as good as Juan Soto. Uh, you have them not winning a playoff series since 2001. I mean, all the focus is on the Mets. I feel like the Braves are just getting off scot-free here. Yeah, they should get more. They should be ridiculed more, I think. Well, I mean, they are in Atlanta of all places, so. Yeah, but I don't think they get the ridicule that they deserve. But no, the, the young, I'm sure that they will. I actually <laughs> think the whole Braves fans versus Nats fans thing on Twitter is pretty amusing. It gets awfully testy, awfully often. <laughs> Damn, they should worry uh, about winning a playoff series first. Yeah, yeah. Isn't probably. it fun to be able to be the ones to say that this season? I still haven't gotten used to it. It's just so great. Yeah, it is pretty nice. But what the Braves fans need to concern themselves with is like finding a different outfit. It's so they're so easily identified with their white hoods. Wow. Married their cousins. That that wasn't your best work. <laughs> nah. Get it because you're right. racist. <laughs> I see what you did there. It just wasn't your best work. (laughs) All right. So we are, as you guys know, we did our um, bandwagon draft. So we all have teams we're going to be following throughout the season. So um, we'll check in on them kind of periodically as we talk about things that are non-NATS related. This week we are going to do an AL and NL West preview. So we're going to check out the Western divisions. Um, Let's start with the AL West. Um, Why don't we do predictions for the Astros? What do you guys think? The Astros. This is going to be so fun because um, we're going to find out how mentally tough they are because it's spring training. They have a bunch of old people heckling them right now and yelling into the dugout, and, like, their players are responding, and they're also getting thrown at in spring training. Um, I think they take a step back. It's going to be really interesting to see how good they are without this cheating system, but I do think they just have a lot of natural talent so I think their regression this year is about 93 to 95 wins. Yeah, I still think that they win the division. I mean, this is the division preview episode or starting whatever, so <clears throat> I'm not spoiling anything there. I still think they win the division, but – and sorry, excuse me. Um, they could win 100 games, but I agree with Ryan. They're going to be somewhere in like the 93, 94 – win range, which will still make them a playoff team, obviously if they're going to win the division, but uh, losing Garrett Cole and sort of replacing him with Zach Greinke, sort of. I mean, it's still a a large step down, regardless of what Zach Greinke still has left in the tank. Uh, You would expect their offense to take a step back. I mean, not that they can't. Uh, still be a top offense in the league, but just with the whole scandal, I mean, obviously knowing what pitch is coming is more often than not going to lead to better offensive output. So the fact that they don't have that this year, at least in theory, it should uh, lead to a step back on offense. So definitely not the like World Series favorite or like even powerhouse that we've seen in the past couple of years, but still a threat, unfortunately, because I, I know a lot of people would like to see them suffer miserably yeah i'm one of those people um i think they win like low 90s i think the mental grind of the season is going to wear on them more than most people are thinking i 
I think there's going to be problems in the in the clubhouse. I think there's going to be reclamations and people mad at each other, and it just doesn't seem like a healthy, happy club right now. And I do think over the course of a six-month season, that's going to show itself here and there. And they also lost arguably the one of the best, you know, starting pitchers in baseball. They lost one of the better relievers in yeah. baseball. Yeah, Wade Miley. They got <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And they don't know what pitch is coming, and I think that's a huge offensive advantage. So I'm not saying that their players aren't good, but I think the cumulative effect of all of that is going to cause a step back. So I would I would put them in the 90-92 win range. I think and, we're going to uh, see less from them than we also expect. also Dusty Baker is their manager, so they're not getting past the first round anyways. Nope. Right. It is so. known. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a Mandalorian? Reference? Uh, no, that was a Game of Thrones reference, but I haven't seen The Mandalorian, so it is known. I haven't watched it yet. It is oh, is that a- no? You're right. No, that was a Game of Thrones. I had it mixed up. Mandalorian is I have spoken. Uh, I have spoken. Well, yeah, that too. I that's my. That's on me. Hand up. That's on me. It was Game of Thrones. <laughs> Amanda was right. For All right, once. thank you. Wow, did I get a pop culture reference right? And you got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty somebody good. Somebody book this one. Somebody well, also, in my defense, Game of Thrones is like five years ago, so. Yeah, it's, uh, and your defense, math is hard. So. Well, anyway, I seem to remember somebody on this very podcast last year whining about how much they hated the Game of Thrones finale, so I don't think it was. Yeah, that's good. why I've wiped it from my memory. That's why it's five years ago, because that's when it was last good. Exactly. Mm. That's some Suck sort it. of millennial math, or well, neither of us are millennials, so I don't know who you're yeah, so. Well, I'm not a I'm yeah. Not so a boomer, math is hard, Amanda. Me, so yeah, well, you have some pretty boomer takes. What did you call the hashtag actually, before this episode? A number. I, I did. I did. Yeah, that's a thing that happened. Is that a that's pound? A thing that happened. But I actually think it's somewhat amusing that we insult each other constantly with generational insults that don't actually apply to any of us. A boomer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm actually thirty. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the A's. What do you guys think? Um, best player in baseball, Matt Chapman. They don't make sense. But, no, I mean, I think they're going <laughs> to keep being good. I don't think they win the division. I do think they come in second. They're going to make the wild card like they do every single year, and they're going to get exposed in the wild card like they do every single year. It's just a tradition older than time, and, you know, it's like they said in Beauty and the Beast. They sing tradition all the time, but they're really talking about the A's losing in the wild card game. We're going to see that again this year. Um, Simeon, no idea why he was in the top three for the MVP. So overrated, but he'll probably do it again this year. So I think they have a pretty good year. Um, a nice second-place finish for them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, second place for the boys out in Oakland. Um it's kind of hard to like see where their success is coming from. Cause two years ago, they were kind of like out of nowhere. And then last year, obviously coming off the such a strong year, no one expected them to do it again. And they did do it again. Um, but if you look at the past two years, the strength of those two clubs isn't really there. And that's the bullpen. Uh, their bullpen the past two years has been one of the best in baseball. And they don't have, at least they have some, uh, carry over from the past two years, but not what they have been relying on uh, for that success. So I think they take a small step back, but they should have people like Jesus Lazardo, familiar name, 
in their oh, starting rotation. Um, maybe I think his name's AJ Puck. I know his last name's Puck. I can't remember his first name, but he Hit could be in the AJ. rotation. <clears throat> so I mean, if those guys can make the big league club at some point and stick and be productive, then you're looking at a still very good ace ball club that had the one thing that I was lacking the past few years, and that's starting pitching. I mean, look at two years ago when they played the Yankees in the wild card game. They got exposed because they had to go a bullpen game, and they had to pitch Blake Trinan for like four innings. So it just uh, the fact that they have a potentially elite starter or two coming up makes them kind of a dark horse, but it kind of sounds silly to say because they've won 90-plus games the past two years. But I like them. I think they're a fun team to watch and certainly easy to root for considering uh, how much they've been, been embarrassed by the Astros the past two years. Yeah, I agree with most of that, except you know I often think about this Astros scandal thing, and much has been made about all the tendrils and how it affected so many different people. But how pissed are you if you're an A's fan or an A's player who has had such great seasons the last two years and couldn't win your division because the Astros were running away with it, and now you find out that they cheated? It makes you wonder. Well, they also won 97 games. See, I'm yes, I'm more. I'm still more mad at my team because what have they done at the deadline? What have they done in the off season? They their no, payroll you. is still sixty million or whatever it is. Like, and they still have this good of a team. Go out and sign it's a Garrett Cole, right? Like, it's amazing why, that why they've not? had such a good team with that payroll. Right. It really is. Yeah. But I, I'd love to see them if if the Astros really fall apart a little bit. Then I could see maybe the uh, the A's winning the division for once. I don't think it's likely to happen, but for the sake of us not all picking the exact same thing. I'll go ahead and say I'll pick the Athletics to win the CAL West, just so we have something interesting to talk about. Oh, so you have them, you said the Astros low 90s, so you think A is going to be mid to high 90s? Yeah, like 93, 95, somewhere in that range. I mean, they've done it the past two years, so it's really not that much of a stretch. And they've got this, you know, as you talked about, the new young starting pitching. If they if they do okay and the Astros, you know, struggle more than we're used to them struggling, then I can see it happening. And I don't think there's anybody else in that division that can really compete. So I'll go ahead and pick for my, since we're doing previews, I'll go ahead and pick uh, Athletics to win it and Astros second. Do Well, the, I guess it's a little spoiler, spoiler. Do you think, according to your predictions, the Astros still make the playoffs? Ah, that's a good question. Maybe as the wild card if they don't win the division. But I, I mean, 92, 90, so maybe. 92 should get you in. Maybe. Yeah, that should get you in. So I'll say yes, so. but if they make it, I don't think they win the division. I think there's going to be a lot more. You've already heard stuff just in spring training about how how kind of ugly the clubhouse situation is for them. And I think as they travel around to other stadiums throughout the season and they just get hammered everywhere they go, and I, I just think that, there much has been made all the time about how important it is to have great chemistry to win a, you know, go on a deep playoff run. And World Series team has to have that special something and that chemistry with the guys. And I think they're going to have whatever the opposite of that is, is what the Astros are going to have this year. <laughs> whatever the opposite is. Whatever the opposite of chemistry is. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what they're going to have. Anti-chemistry. Right. Yes. I don't think that's a thing, but we all know what we mean. <laughs> All right. What's next? So, Angels. I yes. am so excited to watch Mike Trout and Rendon throughout the entire year. Um, it's only 
spring training, but we're already seeing the positive benefit of that. Um, and like the first game that they had Trout then Rendon, there's two outs in the base open, and they actually pitched to Mike Trout. And so like <laughs> he got on, and then up came Rendon, and he had a nine-pitch walk, and they scored five runs because of that. Last six or seven years, Trout gets walked, they don't score anything, and they suck. And then today, Trout beat out infield single, and then Rendon bobbed a three-run home run. And it's just like, it's so beautiful to see because he actually has some lineup protection, but they're going to be win- winning and losing games 25 to 30 because they have absolutely no pitching whatsoever. Like, their pitching sucks. Um, and so that's a shame because both of them are going to be wasted there for a couple years until they get pitching. But it's going to be so sweet to see the numbers he puts up because he's putting up godlike numbers when he has been the only person in that lineup his entire career. And now he got someone coming off of top five season in the league who's probably going to put up maybe even better numbers now, benefiting from Mike Trout being on at like a 460, 480 clip. So uh, that's going to be a beautiful, beautiful combination, but wasted because their pitching sucks. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, definitely good on the Angels for not only signing Rinda in this offseason, but extending Mike Trout last offseason before he ever became a free agent. It's good on them, but also, like Ryan said, it's all for nothing because they're pitching, unlike the A's, they don't have anything on the horizon to look forward to, and they didn't do anything in free agency like Julio Tehran like that that's your big shiny addition to the rotation um so i don't expect them to do anything maybe slightly above 500 but certainly not really in the wild card race and obviously as we predicted for the first two teams we talked about in the AOS not in really the conversation for the division so i have them finishing in a cool third yeah, I, it's weird to me that they spent so much money on Trout and then so much money on Rendon, but then just haven't gotten have any them, pitching. Isn't you, it strange? Have you seen them play baseball? It's a multi-year <laughs> plan. So, like, next offseason is going to be when they get pitching, and they're going to slowly build because they got both of them long-term. I mean, they went out and got two great players. Well, they re-signed Trout, but... Right. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. I just, uh, I, I don't know. To me, it's one of those where you can say, yeah, they've got them long-term, and they can get that later, but it's it's also you don't know when a guy's going to get hurt or when they're going to start to fall off. You know, it, I don't know. It just seems weird to me to put so much money into position players and then really do nothing with your pitching. Well, it's each division's thing. built differently. Like, American League, there's always going to be more of an emphasis on offense. Like, the American League East, Whoever has the best offense in that league is going to win. And at least whoever has the best starting rotation is going to win that division. Each division is different, and AL West is more of a offensive division, but they have the Astros and the A's who both have great pitching staff. So, I mean, if the Angels had an average pitching staff, I feel like they'd probably be in the hunt for that. But, like, they have a below-average pitching staff, so it's worthless. So they'll probably get someone to the deadline and then make their move in the offseason to get that average above average rotation but right now it's just going to be it's going to be like the NBA all-star game watching their games because it's just going to be all offense yeah yeah I think that's probably true and it is interesting to see it's I, I am looking forward to watching Rendon and Trout and the lineup together because it's going to change I think it's going to change a whole hell of a lot for Trout and uh, I'm really worried about the lack of Rendon's bat for the Nationals and what it means for Soto but that's another conversation 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's funny if you're Anthony Rendon, people are talking about how you're like the best one-two combination with uh, Juan Soto. And then if you're Rendon, you're like, hmm, how do I make that even better? You go join Mike Trout. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Okay, who's next? Um, Rangers. Um, the Rangers are probably going to go 162-0 and 0, um, without <laughs> the best team in baseball. They are unreal. Um, yeah. Did you notice how Amanda teams. didn't even acknowledge the Angels as her own? Well, I talked shows, about shows how, how much we all faith. have our team. Nah, 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 nah. Shows how much faith she has in her number two overall pick. Already having buyer's yeah. remorse. Nah, not buyer's remorse. Just, it's buyer's I, don't remorse. I, I don't acknowledge any team as my own except the Nationals. So I will follow oh, the you are 100% doing a music team. video. Hundred <laughs> percent. You should be so lucky. I'm a great singer. You don't even know. Nah. Eh, see about that. Very enthusiastic. Thank you very much. No. no. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> what were you? What were you saying about your 162 oh, yeah. and 0 no. team? I have absolutely the utmost faith in my team because I'm a great GM and I know I pick winners, <laughs> right? And so it's I. The Mr. Irrelevant pick too. Exactly. I took them on purpose, knowing. Dang tootin' well that this team is the real freaking deal. They just got Corey Klubot. I mean, that guy's unreal. You saw him in spring training today. His stuff was legit. Didn't have his command, but that's all right because his pitches look beautiful. Um, they're going the whole way. They're winning the whole thing. I'm coming in first. I'm picking Amanda's punishment. <laughs> if they So if his pitches look beautiful, then command doesn't matter? Is that what you just said? It's all about how you look, Amanda. You know why teams show up wearing suits? Because they look good. doesn't matter how you play if you show up looking good. Look good, feel good. Play yeah, good. Right. It's no, hard the, to argue with that kind of airtight logic. <laughs> the Rangers are interesting, though, because they do have, like, one through five, even one through six uh, for that kind of rotating six guy who fills in as needed. They arguably have the deepest rotation in baseball. Uh, that includes people like the Yankees, which, I mean, definitely took a hit because of the Severino news. He's um, always hurt. Right. But the Rangers could make a run. Like, look at the, them last year. They were in it and then, I don't know, just kind of faded towards the end. But now you add Corey Kluber and um, I can't remember who else they added to the rotation. Someone else. Um, but they could, that consistency could keep them afloat. And then they add a big bat at the deadline, which I have them in fourth currently because they fail to add a big bat. And like Ryan said earlier, you need offense in not only the AL West with those offenses there, but in the American League in general, you need a good offense. And the Raiders don't really have that right now. Uh, but should they add a bat at the deadline, they certainly could be uh, a threat uh, down the stretch. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's an interesting thing. I don't see that happening. I don't think they've got the team that's going to compete all the way down the stretch. They may have good... They may have good periods during the season, but I don't think in in that division that they've got much of a shot at being very competitive. But or maybe I'm wrong and they'll go 162 and 0. I mean, what do I know? Not much. <laughs> very little. And I will give Ryan credit though for owning his uh, bandwagon pick way more than I did. So good, good job, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then our, our final point here on this one is say something nice about the Mariners. Um, go to John Heyman's Twitter account. He says plenty of nice things about the Mariners. 
If you haven't the seen nice it, uh, thing... John Haven hates him so much. <laughs> I actually Does that have count seen that, something actually. nice about the Mariners? <laughs> no, the nice thing about the Mariners is that there's one star player they have left, Mitch Haniger, truly embodies what it means to be a Seattle Mariner, and he like punched himself in the nuts, basically. <laughs> what? How did I miss that? Oh, Mitch Haniger is like has had multiple surgeries on the the nether regions. Oh, I'm pretty sure one he's exploded. Some, he's had some pretty bad uh, injuries. Yeah, but that just that's embodies what it means to be a Seattle Mariner. So and, um, good, good on them on getting a star player, a franchise player that embodies what the franchise is all about. Yeah, and their second best player, uh, his nickname is Corey's brother. He just embraces that he'll never be as good as anyone else in, like, the big teams, which is exactly what the Mariners are. They accept the fact that they're mediocre and they're awful. <laughs> yeah, I think mediocre is probably a stretch. So I don't I, – I guess I don't even have anything nice to say about the Mariners because I can't even think of anything to say about the Mariners. Um, you play so, in Seattle, like, and Seattle's cool. Yeah, Seattle's not bad. I like Seattle, so that's a nice They thing. should put a baseball team there one day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, let's move on to the NL West preview. Um, <laughs> the Dodgers. Should the Dodgers be the World Series favorite? No. Ooh, for, explain. For, your favorite. for a couple reasons. One, uh, the Yankees roster is still better than the um, Dodgers roster, even with these injuries they do have. These are the guys who keep missing every single year, and they keep winning over 100 games. The Yankees are still better than the Dodgers. Mainly for the fact that the entire Dodgers rotation, minus Walker Bueller, consists of guys who have a long, long injury history and have been dealing with a lot of elbow injuries throughout the past, like, two or three seasons. And, like, I don't really know if you can trust those guys. Uh, Kershaw, ton of injuries. Price, injuries. Maeda, injuries. Um, and then I think Ross Stripling, uh, I think he's their fifth one. Every single one of them has injury issues. Not, I mean, they're still going to win the division because they're in the second worst division in baseball, um, and their rotation will make up for. I'm uh, sorry, their their uh, lineup will make up for that in the regular season. But I fully expect a couple of those guys to get hurt, and I don't think they have the rotation or the bullpen to get them to a World Series victory. Granted, they also have a stupid good farm system because they finesse the Red Sox completely. So they can go out and add a great uh, starter at the deadline, but as right now, they're not the World Series favorites. Didn't they trade Maeda? You said Maeda. I can't remember which one they have. They have uh, it's either, um, oh, uh, Urias. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, who missed like a, and did they eighteen sign, months? Did they sign Krinen? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they took they a flyer did. on him. Yeah, interesting. Um, and they well, obviously added Mookie Betts. Um, I believe that they should be the World Series favorite, and I have a bold prediction for you guys. You ready for this? Ready? I'm ready. Clayton Kershaw has not one, not two, but three playoff victories this (gasps) year. Wow. It's not the five, not elite GOAT status like Steven James Strasburg, but three. A bold postseason. Who's going to hit because their entire lineup is notoriously bad playoff hitters? Um, who needs to hit when Clayton Kershaw is going out there shoving zeros for the entire game? Every single game? Yes. 
Well, five well, of them. At least for three of them. <laughs> three of them. Three of them. Yeah, I actually do think they're the World Series favorites from the NL. I, I think that they're going to get there. I don't know if they're going to win. Um, I don't know. I, there's a lot of issues. They had bullpen problems, and I don't know that they did enough to address them in the offseason. Like, Blake trying it ain't it. So we'll see how that bullpen shakes out. But I actually think Kershaw has um, something of a bounce back and does better in the playoffs than we're expecting. I don't know if he gets three wins, but I think that uh, a lot of the monkey on his back has been mental, and I'll bet he's pissed off this year knowing that, you know, probably feeling like some of his issues at least were Astros-related. But we'll see what happens. I think uh, it would be interesting to see what Kershaw has left because he's, he's not a spring chicken anymore. All of his issues. Do you face the Astros every single year he choked? No, he has I'm a not saying long, that, but I think, long history of choking in the black. Yeah, he does. Except I'm not that saying that's all it was. And they also have an issue, like, where do you even that. put everybody? Like, as far as their position players go, they've got more They've got more players than they know what to do with. It must be a nice problem to have. They have a very, they have a very good roster. I think A.J. Pollock is their worst player. And A.J. Pollock yeah. was an all-star a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah I don't know what Price like is going to do. $60 million. Maybe nothing. And maybe he's great. I mean, maybe he has a bounce back year too, or maybe he's just kind of a non, you know, a non. Maybe, maybe, MP. maybe, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. It's an interesting one to watch. But if I had to pick a team to go to the World Series from the NL, I think that just looking at the roster on paper, I would pick the Dodgers. You mean? Um, never mind. I wasn't going to say. I was going to do my bandwagon team, but then I realized who my bandwagon team was, and I figured people wouldn't like that. So. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Carry on. Okay. Uh, who are we doing next? Diamondbacks. I'm, ex- I'm excited. Mason, about- <laughs> Mason Saunders, baby. Mason Saunders. Um, I'm excited about them. You know, D-backs surprisingly won 85 games last year because they got pretty hot towards the end of the year. Um, they've been, like, selling off everyone the last couple of years, and they've taken advantage of the fact that the NL is rather wide open. Uh, but I don't think Mad Bum gets them into the playoffs. Um, I do think that they'll be close, like they'll be in the conversation, but I don't see them overcoming a NL East team or an NL Central, because chances are it's either going to be two NL East teams in the wild card or one NL East and one NL Central. I don't really think the D-backs have the roster to do it. Um, and Mad Bum, somehow only 30 years old, is a shell of himself and his road DRA is absolutely terrible in his career outside of um I don't even know is it Oracle now? I think it's, it's Oracle. Oracle. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Oracle. It's terrible outside of that, so that's something I take into consideration. But they do have a good roster. I just don't think they're a playoff team. I agree. because uh, I I mean their would you say their best offensive player is Cattell Marte? Yeah. I would. He's their best um player. and like I certainly hope he repeats, but it's a short sample size. There's no, like, proven track record, you know? So he easily could take a step back this year, and uh, no one would really, like, be overly concerned, you know? It's just, like, it could be a regression towards the mean. We don't know. Um, And other than that, I mean, they don't have, like, an extremely good lineup. I mean, they have a just, like, a good lineup. I mean, they won 85 games last year, and that was, like, a combination of good pitching and timely hitting, which which is what you need to win baseball games, but they don't have anything exceptional. Their rotation is not exceptional. 
their uh, lineup is not exceptional and they have the Dodgers ahead of them. So that eliminates the like quote unquote free playoff spot you get from a division. So then they're fighting against the rest of the, the NL for two wildcard spots. And there's just, there's better teams in the central and the East than they are. So I agree with Ryan, like they'll probably still be a pretty good team, but I don't see them getting a wildcard spot. Yeah, I completely agree with you guys on this one. Mid eighties, maybe like last year, but I don't, I don't see them as a, postseason team there's just they're not going to win the division and I don't think they can compete with the other teams that are going to be going for that wild card spot so you know maybe better than last year but I don't think by much yeah I agree and like Mad Bum isn't the same pitcher that he was when he was shoving in the playoffs on the way to like three world series wins uh he's still good and they got him at a good contract I think it was five for 75 I believe or five or 80, something like that. It was a very reasonable contract. So good for them, but he doesn't necessarily like push them over the top. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he's still respectable, but he's not going to yeah. light the world on fire. Agreed. Okay. Next let's talk about the Rockies. What do you guys think about them? This well, season? despite the fact that their GM um, is delusional and thinks that they're going to win 90 games, they're probably going to win like <laughs> 65 to 70. Um, they're no. like, uh, they suck. Their their lineup's good. Like it's it's pretty funny because they have a great roster. Like if you look at, it, they have Trevor Story, arguably the best uh, shortstop in the game. Nolan Arenado, the best third baseman in the game. Um, they have a pretty good team, but they also have a bunch of Hasmans who suck, and it's literally impossible to pitch in that stadium. Um, they won seventy one games last year, and I feel like they take a step back this year because they didn't really add anyone. I think they signed like one or two players. Um, and one that was Yubado Jimenez, who hasn't been good since that one game he pitched and did that thing. Um, <laughs> I think they take a pretty good step back, especially since uh, the Dodgers do have a pretty good lineup. They'll feast on that, uh, that terrible pitching anywhere they play them. Same as the D-backs. And then they'll just slowly, slowly just win 70 games this year. Ryan, I take offense to one of your glaring omissions when you're talking about the Rockies' position players and specifically how some of them are regarded as arguably the best in the league, and you failed to mention Ian Desmond. <laughs> um, Ian Desmond is the best in the league at being the most overpaid player because he sucks. The less said about Ian Desmond, the better. And so does Daniel Murphy. <laughs> Oh, wow. And I, I hate to say that because I was a Desmond fan while he was here, but right now it is the, the numbers are ugly. Wow, I could have predicted that. Career. He was whatever. You guys hate uh-huh. everything. Yeah. <laughs> you guys just like to hate things. That's all. Um, yeah, the Rockies are bad. Um, I don't even know. They, they don't have a good offense, although occasionally it looks like their offense is better than it is, of course, because of course field. But um, I read somewhere where they described their bullpen as, quote, nothing but carnage, and it made me laugh. <laughs> it's wild. It's uh, it was... <laughs> two, three years ago, whenever they did it, they signed, like, Jake McGee, Wade Davis, uh, and all the stuff. Brian they, Shaw. Yeah, they put so much money into their bullpen, and, and we're, that's kind of when, like, bullpenning was, like, at its peak. It's kind of uh-huh. died off since. So you see all the Rockies like spending money. They put like a hundred million into, I almost said a hundred grand 
yeah, put a hundred grand into their bullpen. Uh, they put a hundred million into their bullpen, and people are like, mm-hmm. "Oh, maybe the Rockies are finally gearing up for like some sort of playoff run." And then they win like sixty-eight games last year. Well, and the problem it, is they gave long-term deals to all those bullpen guys, and they're all garbage now. Like they just well, the can't pitch at all. So they have they forgot that it's impossible to pitch in Colorado. <laughs> like no one can yes. pitch successfully. And it's also due to the fact that. They gave those long contracts and high, like dollar figures, to the most volatile position in baseball. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's interesting because you look at kind of everybody complains year after year about the Nats and how they don't spend money on the bullpen. But I think they've made a philosophical decision that they're going to put their money into starting pitching. And you know, you you got to pick and choose. You can't pay everybody on the roster top dollar. So it clearly giving long-term deals to high-dollar relievers is not the way to go. If the Rockies are any indication. Well, giving anyone outside of a position player big money is not the way to go if you go by the Rockies model. It's a good point. They're um, three billion miles above sea level. You can't throw yeah. it at the off-speed there. But also, I mean, this is, isn't anything that have to do with the team. And I do want to get out there to see a Rockies game because I heard Coors Field is like amazing but what the uh, Diamondbacks did with their stadium they play in a dome and they they have a humidor so the ball doesn't travel as far that's what they really need to do at Coors like they need to play in a dome like I get you're losing the view and the aesthetic and all that I get it but you need to play in a humidor and that way you can attract big market pitchers to come play for you because otherwise, why would if I'm Garrett Cole, why would I go want to go play in Colorado for the same money as New York when in Colorado, like a fly ball is going to be like a 450 foot bomb, you know? So that's yeah, what they need to it's do. Ex- it's true. You're never going to get pitchers to want to play there. And speaking of people who don't want to play there, we haven't even really talked about the fact that their best player, Mr. Nolan Arenado, hates their guts and wants to leave there more than he wants oxygen. He's yeah, because they're they're not doing anything. Yeah, that's uh, that's just a bad situation all the way around. The Rockies are a hot mess. I would trade everything for Nolan Arenado right now. Yes, including yes. Victor Robles. I don't care. I would trade Victor Robles for Nolan Arenado in a heartbeat, especially if that's all the Rockies wanted. Would not care. Hundred percent. Yeah, I would hate to lose Victor Robles because I am higher on him than you guys are. But if you told no me straight rated. up deal, Victor Victor Robles for Nolan Arenado is the biggest no brainer in history. Being <laughs> seven you. years of a Thank future you. Hall of Famer in his prime. Thank you. If Amanda yeah, agrees with us, that tells you something. Yeah, because usually you guys are wrong. So that's never been wrong a day in my life. <laughs> ever, ever. Ever. <laughs> Okay, who's next up here? Monty's Padres. I'll, I'll um, make him own those. The Strong 62-win team. The good news is they're going to be better than his Tigers, but they're still going <laughs> to disappoint because they're the Padres, and as much as I want them to do well, um, I don't know. They, they, they're, they're young. I still think they're a couple years away. Um, they have a, something really good brewing there, um, but I just the Dodgers still have this division just suffocated. So I yeah. think they're a couple years away from making that leap where they can legitimately compete with the Dodgers. Just too young and inexperienced, really. They uh, Paddock is going to be really exciting to watch this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is Tatis Jr. And Machado is pretty decent. But 
I know they just, they, they scream seventy five wins. Yeah, like I don't yeah. see them being above five hundred. Um, and their their moves, like while like they're making moves, they don't make much sense. At least to me, like if you look at the deadline, they could have added. Um, I don't know. Technically, um, they can add anyone they want because their farm system is. Upset. Right. No, but like I'm trying to think of a, a like a Noah Syndergaard. They could yeah. have added a Noah Syndergaard, someone who was under contract, or a Marcus Stroman. They didn't add anyone, but they rather they flipped two top 100 prospects for a higher top 100 prospect in Taylor Trammell. Like, yeah, they did something, but it didn't really make much sense because they gave up two pitchers for an outfielder, and then they go out and sign Drew Pomerantz to this huge deal. But they don't really add starting pitching was what, which was what they really, really needed. And I, I mean, they're making moves, so credit to them. It's just there, there's no real continuity with what they're doing. But I do think they will get there because the talent they have on the field is undeniable. It's just a matter of them maturing a little bit and adding a piece here and there. So I think they're close. But as it stands right now, I mean, one, the Dodgers are too good. Even the Diamondbacks are better than the Padres. So. It, it's it's not going to be the Padres here in 2020. No, it is not. I um I don't I like Tatis is so much fun to watch. You can't help but think he's he, I don't know he's just awesome. There's a lot of really great young players that are super fun to watch in baseball right now, and he's definitely on the list. But the yeah, Padres don't <laughs> exactly the comeback kid. Um, I'm actually really interested in what Manny Machado did out there last year. I just remember last offseason how the Manny Machado and Bryce Harper drama was, like, all-consuming through the entire offseason. And I feel like both of them, you know, they signed these huge money deals, and they were both fine this year. They were fine. It wasn't like they were bad, but they weren't what you expected Manny Machado and Bryce Harper to be when they – you know, signed these massive contracts in their prime. I don't know. They've got a lot. They've got a lot of years on both those contracts to find out if they're going to be better than they were this past year. But Machado, I don't know that you can call him a disappointment, but I certainly don't think he was everything that they expected him to be. I'll call Machado a disappointment. His OPS was below 800. I mean, yeah, he's certainly okay, better well, than Eric Hosmer. Like, but... Oh God, Eric Hosmer was awful. No, I I think this year with a full healthy lineup and getting adjusted to being out on the West Coast and playing in San Diego, he should be better. Um, but, yeah, right now, I mean, he got a lot of butts in the stands, though, so I don't really think the Padres are too uh, upset about giving yeah, that contract right now. Not. And I don't think he's upset either because, one, he got paid, and two, he lives in San Diego. I so. would kill to live in San Diego. It's a bad yeah, day San Diego. degrees. <laughs> San Diego is freaking awesome. Um, but I do have to give credit where credit is due. So the other day I was uh, going through my home office throwing away stuff, and I found a list of predictions that we had. It's probably before we ever started this podcast, and I had Ryan's predictions. for This was before Bryce and Machado even signed, and he predicted that both Bryce and Machado, whatever team they signed with, both teams would not make the playoffs, and he nailed it. Bump, so bump, credit bump, to you, bump. bud. Bum, bum. I did say Bryce was going to the Phillies, so I nailed that one too. Good job. I don't remember. Oh, well, but you you said he was signing for like four hundred and fifty million. So, well, yeah, that was the bold part of it. 
<laughs> well, he, the team right. he likes to just remember the parts he was right about, not the parts he was wrong about. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> no, he nailed it. Did you say he was going to the Phillies and not make the playoffs? No, so. no, Next. I was not willing to consider that possibility. <laughs> Next. But here we are. Well, next is the Giants, and I like the way this was written up here. Nick prepared this. How badly, nice use of an adverb, will Amanda's Giants finish in last place? Um, so, the answer is pretty badly, I think. That, I think this, this is going to be solidly. the quickest, the quickest thing for any team. They suck. They're going to win about 63 games. So bad. Move on. There was <laughs> nobody else left for me to pick, so I'm stuck with the Giants. All right, all right, all right. Here we go, here we go. Ryan beat me last week. Let's see if I can beat him this week. Ryan, name one pitcher in the Giants' starting rotation. Uh, Jeff Samarja. Damn it, man. Damn it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so how do you guys I'll have this division shaking out? Uh, the w- Rockies will finish in fourth. Padres finish in third. Giants will be a distant fourth. They will finish 40-plus games back from You the mean Rockies. a distant fifth? Um, a distance, it doesn't matter. They're going to finish more than 40 <laughs> games back. And then the they Dodgers, are the Marlins of the Dodgers NL They're irrelevant to the conversation. They're so bad. Dodgers I agree. are going to win. Yeah, I agree. I agree with the same order. The Dodgers are going to win 100-plus games. Yeah. Uh, Diamondbacks around 84. Uh, Rockies seventy, uh, Padres like seventy three, and then Giants like fifty seven. All right. Well, I'm gonna go Dodgers to win it, but I'm gonna just to be different again. I hate when we all pick the same thing. So uh, I'm gonna go I'm with gonna the Padres the Giants in second. <laughs> now I'm gonna go with the Padres coming in second, then the Diamondbacks. Padres and then, second. I don't know. Ooh, I like I'm it. coming Padres second. And then Giants last, of course. So I guess that puts the Rockies fourth. Interesting. There you go. Interesting. Interesting. We'll see. It's more fun if we don't all pick the same thing. So I just got to be different. You know what also is wild? The Rockies won like 90-something games two years ago. Where they were one game away from the they NLCS. The they yeah, they won, yeah. yeah, they won the wild card game. They beat the Cubs. That That's was right. the downfall of the Cubs. Um, and then they were one game away from the NLCS. And they essentially had the same team. They added to it with relievers and Daniel Murphy, I guess. And they are terrible. So just goes to show that the older your team gets doesn't necessarily Ooh. equal good things. Hint, hint, wink, wink. <laughs> says says the podcast about the oldest team in baseball. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so let's talk about the rallying cries for the Nats for the twenty. Well, damn! Season. I thought you were going to. Th- speaking of the oldest team in baseball, I mean, it was right there okay. for you, Amanda. Jeez. Such a segue miss for me right there. Damn it! Damn it! Okay, so back to our Nationals. So we decided we're going to do ideas for the team hashtag for the year and ideas for the team song for this year because obviously it can't be Colma or Baby Shark this year because Dozier and Tara are gone. It It seems like they're trying to make it happen in spring training, but they need to come up with something. So, Brian, hit us. What did you come up with? Live and let die. um, I was was thinking very hard about this, and I was was between a couple different hashtags. but ultimately, I thought about, you know, the Nats are World Series champions, right? So I wanted That's to true. play off that. And what's your goal this year? To go back-to-back. You can't say hashtag back-to-back because that's stupid and it's cheesy and Drake claimed it. 
But instead, I did a little research. No one's chimed. No one's uh, taken this yet. Um, I thought about this directly after the show, and I completely forgot about it until we did the show today. So my hashtag is hashtag run it back. All right, I already got Ooh, the I like videos that. ready. Oh, you're damn right you do because it's good. Thank you. Run it back. All right, and then now you need a hype song to go with it because your videos are going to be mad hype. And I'm like, what song perfectly embraces the Washington Nationals? You know, they came in 2005. They went 81-81, and then they're god-awful. They are terrible in 2011, and then this new era came in, and then they won the World Series. They legitimately went from the bottom, and now they're here. And oh, as geez. a wise Canadian said, their team song is started from the bottom. Now we're here by Drake. Play the hype music now. Hashtag run it back. I got the video in my mind right now. It's fire. I got goosebumps. Ooh, unreal. Wow. I'm convinced. Thanks. Oh, that was pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not, not going <laughs> All right, Amanda, what do you got? No, you go next. Nope, I, I said it you first. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's not as good as Ryan's. I want Ryan's. Well, I like running I mean, back. Anyone then. could have told you that. Um, yeah, so for a song, I went back and forth a couple of times. I Damn, like a song. <laughs> I love that one. I am a huge fan of that song, and if I thought that they would do it, I would suggest that, but there's no way they'll do it. So I want something that will get everybody up, like, dancing during the seventh inning stretch, like that kind of thing. So I'm going with Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. Uh, I like that one. Karma, 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 yeah. Everybody loves that song. Every, everybody up singing and dancing. So what, for my what's hashtag, your pound sign? which is not <laughs> my number, <laughs> um, I don't have a good one like Ryan Ryan's is way better than mine. But I was trying to come up with something that would like play on the fight, you know, finish the fight, which I really liked, or the fight finished and all of that. And I was trying to come up with some kind of a play on a rematch because that's, you know, when you go back and fight again. So I was going to do something like, I don't know, just hashtag rematch was all I came up with. It's not good. Ryan's is better. <laughs> what is a rematch? Are a they rematch. playing the Astros again? Well, no, no, I understand that, but Wait, like, your, your where's the rematch? rematch? The rematch is you're fighting again, right? So you finish but the fight. But rematch implies it's the year. same opponent. Yeah, I told you it wasn't good. I didn't come up with anything good. I didn't <laughs> like it as much as Ryan's. What do you want? <laughs> All right. Ryan's is better. Well, what do you my, got? My song... Uh, I'll start with my song. I was along the same lines as you, Amanda. I was trying to think of something catchy because um, Nats fans consist of boomers that like like a catchy tune and not really they can't think past that. Um, so I was thinking, I think it's by the Beastie Boys. It's like you got to fight for your right to party. You got to fight. Yeah. That they is played the that during Boy. the NLCS and the entire stadium did sing it. Yeah. So I think that would be a good one. I mean, the fight fight from like fight finish and uh finish fight and all that stuff yeah uh, i like that so that's, good. That, that's where i was going with and um my hashtag very simple was just keep fighting Ooh. i mean mm, that's good too i feel like uh, run it back better I, I vote for ryan it's the best <laughs> hashtag take it back um but <laughs> i feel like that one that one's a no uh, i also would be liked, by the way just to throw it out there was hey ya the outcast song that would also be i almost eh. 
I almost went um, your um, your love by the outfield because that song is absolutely timeless and everyone loves that song. And the song. band is called the Outfield, which is it appropriate. Is, but it's basic because a lot of teams already use that as like the rally cry song. So I wanted to go original and go with Drake, who's not at all basic. <laughs> not hmm. at all. And we would be remiss like we had this idea spontaneously, and it was spontaneous on the pod last week, but the ladies in Nationals Twitter actually already did it, and theirs was hashtag defend the metal. I told Finch we would just Oh, that out. one's pretty good, too. I like ah, that. See, I like that. I was trying to think of defend like something. I just kept thinking defend Yeah, the I was district, thinking defend yeah, yeah, I was I, I was like thinking that. something like that too, but I was trying to keep along the lines of a fight because obviously that's mm-hmm. what we did last year. Um, but no, defend the medal is very good. So credit to the ladies of Nationals Twitter. Yeah, I like that one. Well, of ours tonight, I think I I like Karma Chameleon for the song, and I like the run it back <laughs> hashtag run it back. That's my. I was just that's thinking that's a hype video. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. of the ones we picked, I like uh, you got to fight for your right to party and hashtag keep fighting. Uh-huh. I said I like uh-huh. Brian's hashtag better. Well, yours is so bad. You hashtag rematch. Hashtag rematch. Well, peace I sign. I told you it was bad. <laughs> what does the peace sign have to do with anything? Oh, my God. I didn't even hear that. Oh, that's hilarious. Woo. Make love, not war. I mean, no, those that, things that literally hashtag. have nothing to do with each other. Hashtag hard. Hashtag equals MC squared. Yeah, they have nothing to do with anything. Like, rematch has nothing to do with the season. Rematch has to do – that's ridiculous. It has the to do July, with fighting. The it's July 4th series, it does. I'll give you that. Yes. Okay. So for wow. one series the entire year. <laughs> Maybe. We don't know who's going to be in the World Series. Not the Nats. <laughs> or the Astros. Well, that's not that's not good. That's not good. Okay. Let's move on and do our Twitter questions because this I don't even know how long we've been on the phone, but this is a long one already. <laughs> You're long. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm actually nine. Really, really short, so that's not really true. <laughs> yeah, like four eleven. Right. You're legally a midget. Hmm. Is a little is. person. And I don't know. Oh, my bad. Legally, I don't think there's a legal description of that. But yeah, actually, there is. I think it's four seven. It's, why do you know that? Because Nick's actually four seven. He got his knees done. That's why he's so tall. Way with the chilies. <laughs> I got my knees done. <laughs> this is going off the rails. Off the rails. I think okay. if you took my knees away, I'd still be like five two. <laughs> I think you will be. I don't think your I don't think your knees are twelve inches or four. They're two six four. It's like fourteen inches. I don't think your knees are fourteen. But uh, I I would assume he meant from knees down, right, Ryan? Knees weak, arms are heavy. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty. Anyway, no, 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 no. mom spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'd like to apologize to our listeners. It's late and and we're falling apart here. Okay. You're late. Twitter questions. At Truck2112 says, who will finish higher in the division, Rendon's new team or old? Uh, neither. They're both coming in third. Wrong. The Nats. Mm, it's Ooh. right. They're both coming in third place. Oh, hey, no spoiling. We're not at the NL East yet. Yeah, no spoiling, no spoiling, no spoiling. They're tied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are tied for first place currently right now, so even. 
Stephen. Okay. At one lovely lady C says, are we ready to admit Swero is, oh, I see what she did here, is wonderful? Wonderful. Yeah. So I'm going to issue a public statement right now against one lovely lady C. Um, <laughs> don't ever make a pun again for my show because I absolutely hate puns. Um, but puns are the since... best. Keep them coming. <laughs> she doesn't even listen anymore. She hasn't live tweeted in months. So. Nah, we we were we were DMing. She's a little behind. She's getting caught up. She's been busy at work. Uh, uh, I hear when, excuses, not results. When <laughs> when she hey, don't talk to about this it. Be about it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, are we ready to admit that Swero is going to be good this year? What do we think uh, about Swero? He won't be on the team uh, by the end of the year. No, that's a hot take. I think it's just a take. Not very good. All right. Plenty well, of, I suppose. plenty of guys better than him this year. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see. He did have some flashes last year. He's got good stuff, but he's so inconsistent. I hope that he can. Yeah, he threw a bring couple it together. <laughs> a couple times. A couple times he had some strikes. All right. Um, at Finch960 says, uh, regarding bandwagon teams fantasy league this year, may I make a suggestion? There needs to no. be an all-star break time window of a mid-season bragging rights shame punishment. Waiting until November for the videos is a long time. <laughs> okay. So this was actually Fair. a really good point. So when Amanda is in last place at the all-star game, we'll do a little teaser. So instead of doing like a TikTok, she's going to have to do a Vine and tease her music video. Those are the rules. Or, or, or even better, you know what we should do? What? For the uh, for All-Star break, uh, the whoever's in last place, maybe not all the whoever's not in first, but the last place has to remake a movie poster. Oh, I like that. You can come up hmm. with a pretty funny movie poster to remake. Yes. Love I think it. we should do that. It's done. It's happening. Um, I'm, in, I'm actually going to be in L.A. for the All-Star game, so I'm just going to stop at one of the movie studios and just have them make it for me. Well, I mean, I won't be in last place, but I'm still going to do it anyways. Okay. Well, I don't know what the Viner or TikTok are, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, that's my whatever Lord. Y'all want. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know what those are, but you that's cool. Kids. Whatever. <laughs> I do have kids. My kids yeah, they're don't. Homeschooled. Wait, hold on. How old are you? True. Uh, my older ones are 19 and 16. Yeah, they know a TikTok and Viner. I'm sure they do, but that doesn't mean that I do. Yeah, just ask them. Yeah, I, I'm sure I could. I could ask them. But I don't know what those are. So What's a tick Vine? We'll <laughs> What's Facegram? I always say FaceTube. Like, what are you doing on the FaceTube there? Like, they don't do Facebook, of course, because they're 19 and 16. Yeah, I don't do People Facebook that age either. aren't on Facebook, but I don't have Facebook either. The only, book, the only social media I have face? is Twitter. Bookface. <laughs> I'm on Twitter only. That's my only social media. So. All right. We're also thankful for that. I know, right? <laughs> okay, none more than me. Uh, at M. Davis Taylor, Monty says, who is on the Nats calendar for March? Uh, thank you so much for asking. Uh, we are skipping the month of March this year and going straight to April because after the lovely Wilmer Defoe for February, I was looking so forward to flipping the calendar to finally get a good Nats player. <laughs> I got a worse Nats player, so March is canceled. Oh, my. Moving on to is April. Is it Matt? Is yes. it Matt? Yes. <laughs> That's spectacular. 
which like goes <laughs> to my point. There's definitely 12 better players than Matt on the I Nats feel like team. the people who made the calendar are actually trolling us. I think I, that's what's I, happening. It's so annoying. Like, I literally... I hand up. I did it. I looked at April, even though I said I wasn't going to, because I was I couldn't deal with like Adrian Sanchez for the month of April. So I had to make sure April was someone worth seeing, which it is. No spoilers, but yeah, it's gonna be a long month. You're not gonna. So you looked, but you're not gonna tell us. I had to make sure that the calendar wasn't just complete crap, and I was eventually going to get like some worthwhile players. Wow. I'm so disappointed in you. Yeah, we were so all were my parents. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole nother conversation. Okay, so the next one is at the Rally Mullet, who says, over under on 92 wins for the Nats this year. <laughs> under. If that was the Vegas line, I would put so much money on the under. So much money on the under. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go over because I'm the homer and I'm yeah. different than you guys. So I'm going to go on the, the over. <laughs> you knew that, but y'all knew that was going to happen. <laughs> okay, at Soto Season says, is it okay to be concerned with how Keyboom has performed so far in spring training? Yes. yes um. Okay so like, concerned. I I was looking at his stats and like they're so bad. Like we we Did know you cry when you look. Um. At well, I don't cry because I'm actually a sociopath. But <laughs> I was I was looking at yeah. See, Nick knows me, so Nick laughs. Um. <laughs> like. Inappropriate, He's... uncomfortable laughter. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan had to be committed. <laughs> He's actually uh, recording this from his from his cell. Yeah, that's part yeah. of my that's part of my it, plea agreement. His arms are like strapped, like he's in a straight jacket. <laughs> my nurse is holding up uh, my computer right now, so I can record this. <laughs> well, it's a fantastic mental image. Off the rails again. So, like, All right. We've always known he's been bad at defense. He struggled at every single level, and then we saw him in the baseball and uh, you know the big the big leagues, and he uh, couldn't feel the ground ball. And so they're like, well, maybe it's just because he's um he's at third. I'm sorry, he's at short. Well, he's at third. And he's still struggling. It wouldn't be an issue if he was putting together good bats, but the fact that he struggled offensively when he was up and he's struggling again now is pretty concerning. Um, it's still very very early in spring training they played eight games so you can't really look too much into it even though you can like you could definitely be worried about it but if we're getting to like mid-march and this man's still struggling i say it's panic button time because well i mean he's young he's not ready that's fine he goes down but it's a shrewd but then who plays third (laughs) well it's like do you do you put castro at third even though he said he doesn't want to play there and you have Keeboom play second because he's looked comfortable there in the shift because it's a lot easier. But I thought Castro said he wanted to play more third. He said that yeah, when he I signed. Yeah, I would do that. I thought I thought he said that like because we signed the report was he was going to exclusively play second. I thought he was the one who said that. There's a lot of no, no, no. I can't keep up. No, the well, the one I saw was that the Nats were. Pl- signing him to play second base, but he came out and saying he felt good about his ability to play third base and that he'd be open to playing there. Well, shoot. Um, if Keeboom can start hitting, um, put Keeboom at second, Castro at third, boom, problem solved. But, uh, I think, yeah, I would you know. actually be fine with that. I, you know, and even if Castro doesn't really want to play third, like, I, I don't really care. Like, if that's what they need, that you do what the team needs. If the team needs Keeboom to be at second because he can't play third, then move Castro over. Yeah, and like, 
Right. Baseball's it's simple. Like if you can't hit, you gotta be a great fielder. Jackie Bradley Jr. If you can't field, you gotta be a great hitter. And like Juan Soto's first full year, um, and when he first came up, he struggled defensively, but he was great at hitting, so it didn't really matter. Like if that trade off's there, no one's gonna complain. But when you're struggling at both, it's a pretty big red flag. Um, excuse me, you're talking about gold glove finalist Juan Soto, so show some <laughs> So Joe, that's my that's my favorite respect. thing because he's twenty and like obviously he's gonna get better, but only three left fielders qualify for the award and three are nominated at every position. So that's my favorite stat. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't think Acuna And he's twenty one. So suck it. Well, I'm sorry, has he played his twenty one season yet? I don't think so. But he's 21. You said yeah, he's 20. he hasn't played that he's season not. yet. He just finished his age 20 season. So, fight, 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 <laughs> fight, fight, fight. Um, All right. But you know got, how? Oh, sorry, no, 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 I'm, I'm talking. Um, but you know how about <laughs> last last week? I said I was like looking at my panic button, making sure it's in arm's distance. Now I'm a. Uh, I have the panic button in my hand. I'm polishing it doing some test runs, uh, making sure it still works. I'm trying to alert everyone that it's just a test, that it's not really a panic when in reality uh, I'm panicking, um, but I'm not admitting it yet. So, okay. uh, yeah, uh, I think we should have traded Carter Keeboom like two years ago, uh, and now his value is just decreasing by the day. That's actually what I was about to say is that I think that as he struggles more, when you were like, oh, he had a pretty bad short, you know, appearance with the big club last year, but whatever, he's young, and they sent him back down, he's still getting polished. Like, he probably could have gotten something decent for him, but the more he struggles, the more his trade value goes down. And if he's not the guy, and I'm not prepared to say for sure that he's not going to round into form, but I am concerned with what we've seen from him because he's struggling on both sides of the ball, and I don't know. I wish they had He's young. It'll come together, but it's a little concerning when it's, Every time he's facing big league pitching. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, it was a good point. No, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Last one is from at Luther Libby, who says two questions. So I guess the last two. Um, one, if the Angels finish below 500, will you admit that Trout is overrated? Asinine. That's, yeah, I don't even know what to say to that. Second and much more important question, have you had the Mar- March Rita of the Month, the Lucky Jameson? And if not, what are you waiting for? It's already the 1st of March. Yeah, I'm behind schedule this month. Uh, Sunday, it's the Lord's Day. I abstain from drinking. I apologize to uh, all of our partners at Chili's, especially Terry. Uh, I'm very sorry for letting you down. I never want to do that, and I will make up for it. Uh, I promise. Yeah, I love you, Terry. Okay, and the first question? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Trout. Yeah. Well, I'm Trout's not, on not, HGH. No. Trout's on HGH, so I guess... Does that mean you admit he's overrated? Because <laughs> I'm not admitting any such thing. I think that's, that's um, ridiculous. He is. That's Hello? it. I like. I, I. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like. I just thought about it, and my body's had a full aneurysm and a stroke at the same time. Um, wow. I just. How, I just are you okay? That. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. I have a really, really good nurse sitting here next to me, holding my laptop. So oh, that's great. Right. Holding up your laptop. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, so I think that's it. You guys got anything else before we go? Yeah, I watched the season finale of, of Love is Blind. Uh, it's truly the epitome of trash TV, but man, you get to episode two and you are hooked. Uh, if you have Netflix, I highly uh, 
encourage you guys to watch it because it's just so funny. So, so that's I don't know what cents. that is, but is that about actual blind people? Is that why it's Love is Blind? Yes. <laughs> is that, like, what is the it's, premise it's of blind, the show? It's blind dating. Me. Like, each person's in, like, they're, like, matched up, and, like, each person's in, like, a confined room, and they can hear them, but they can't see them. Oh, so you just can't ever see the person that you're so dating? yeah well no, no no that's not true well sort of um so like yeah they it's like speed dating but they're in like pods it's just a room and you can talk through the wall but you can't see each other and then they literally have to they can only see each other if they get engaged so they <laughs> only yeah what the actual yeah i know F. I mean, right. So they have to get engaged to see each other. And there was like, there's, I don't know, like seven couples that did it. And uh, all this, I think there was actually more. Um, but man, this it was the awesome. The stupidest thing they, I've ever heard. They get married like a month later. And the whole like experiment is, is love blind? Like, is, uh, they're trying to like disprove like a physical uh, emphasis on relationships and whatnot. So. But man, it is it is so good. Well, I for one am sure that all of those marriages are headed for forever. So I'm sure. Absolutely. No divorces there among, um, among that crowd. My one little tidbit: um, watch Thousand Pound Sisters. I love them. They're amazing, and the show is my life. Okay. You have a Thousand Pound Sister. Yeah, I just started watching. It's on TLC, and it's remarkable. TLC has good shows, well, man. I don't well, know what to say right now. <laughs> I'll admit it. I don't care. All right. Well, there you go. So you get um, some TV back. commentary. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag, Hashtag rematch. Peace sign. I don't Comic-Con, know where you get the peace sign from. How does the peace sign have to do with rematch? <laughs> I don't get the. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> you had to be there. Tell you when you're older. Geography joke. Geography joke. Okay, so is that it? You guys good for? I think we got all the questions. All right. I, don't know, did <laughs> I think we did. Yeah. I was just checking the show doc again. I think we got all the questions. Thank you guys as always for sending them in. We always appreciate it. Um, that will do it for us for tonight. Hope you enjoyed the show. Um, please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to leave us a review, that would be awesome too. You can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. You can follow Nick at HalfShackCap. You can follow Ryan at DCNatShack. The show at Half Street High Heat. And you can get Monty at M. Davis Taylor. You can get Boo. One Pursuit Takes at One Pursuit Takes. And the NAS Report, where you should subscribe, is at the NAS Report. Oh, we did and forget that a question. The What's the question? Um, I'll answer it. Monty will never be on the podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> Later. Oh. <laughs> There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team's mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls, so that the commentator who has the cause has passed the wall to see you later.
By the early light of dawn, well, you can see they're running scared. Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air. Tell the Library of Congress that they might not want to look. Cause we're putting curly W's in every book. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.